Welcome to Crest in partnership with Elusive, producer Dodge here again, and we're really stoked to have finally gotten this one together. We wanted to interview Llewellyn Sponge Williams for ages, but what with him being a world champion and all, getting Rob, Tom or any of the others into the same place as him has been a bit of an ongoing project. But it all came together at the Wave in Bristol a few weeks ago, when Llewellyn was having a quiet evening before day two of the Welsh Parasurfing Championships, which of course he won. So here's Tom and Steve White catching up with Sponge for an absolute must-hear. It's Wales's first ever world champion, and he's talking to Crest. Enjoy! North right there, Athlongavachiadai Maur, Llewellyn. Stoked to have you on. Nice for the man. Yeah, yeah, it's heaven. Um, and yeah, I've got to start with a massive Athlongavachiadai Maur because uh, <clears throat> momentous. This is, you are Wales's first surfing world champion. Apparently so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's like. Literally That's the worst question to ever ask someone yeah. in terms of getting them to say something because he's like, but what, what can you say to that? But you don't yeah, need well, to say anything to it, do you? No, apparently so. so I won the Worlds and then and then I got told I was the first ever Welsh world champion in surfing. And I was like, no way. And then a few weeks before I went to the Worlds, I was staying with Karen Williams in oh, yeah. France. And he was on the road to being that. And I'm like, oh my God, that was back in the 80s. Yeah. And I was gone all that time. And then I became the first Worlds. And I'm like, this is crazy how everything just works. Yeah. Strange and uh, uh, yeah, congratulations, Longavachiada! Epic. It's an achievement. It's not just like an achievement with no sort of equal, really. It's it's mm. it's history making, and it's probably apart from yourself possibly repeating it. It's you know it's 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 a way down the line, really. Before we'll see something like that again, so uh, it's really nice for us to be able to share that moment and you know have you here and you know for you to sort of enjoy it, dine out on it and, and, you know, and, and, and enjoy the year. Um, we're here, of course, today at the, at the, the Welsh... Uh, well, we're now Welsh calling it Paris, Paris. Surfing Yeah, so last year it was the adaptive. It was the adaptive, yeah, but because of this year, we find out end of this year if we make but, it to the Paralympics, so every event changes it from adaptive to para. To para, yeah. To yeah. kind of... Makes perfect sense. Make it ready for it. So. And it's gone pretty well. It's been, you know, flying in your heat today, blowing yeah. up sevens. We're pushing towards the eights. You, you, Sam Bleakley and I on the comms were like expecting the judges to go eight on that three sixty you did, but you yeah. were a bit. I, I did say to Sam, I was like, I think he's going to be thinking about how he can do that three sixty yeah, yeah. a bit better. And uh, I'm thinking about how I'm going to do it better tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It didn't feel. It felt like I did the first bottom turn. It felt good, and then as I was like rotating the board at the top, I kind of stalled. Yeah. from moving the weight to my knees so it kind of re- felt slow to come back and back into the wave but I pulled it off so I just, that's I all just, I wanted to do I just <laughs> love the analysis you've got there of your own surfing yeah. I suppose that is what makes that kind of world champion nice we're joined as well i got to say a big thanks we're joined by Steve White uh, who's uh, the, the fellow who does all the WSF press and socials and uh, you know writer yeah. Um, what else are you? A, a gentleman, thief, a scholar, and a rogue? Um, all, Doing the locomotion like Kylie Minogue? Uh, all those things, <laughs> none of those things altogether, more or less. Um, so you're going to pick. Uh, <clears throat> you're going to pick Adam's brains a little bit as well. Yes, yes. Let's let's go back first of all, right, to um, the year before, which I know has been a painful topic, but now it's yeah. no longer because you put that ghost to bed. So you should really have been world champion in 2021 oh, oh god Daryl but for 
an interference. Yeah. I'm becoming known for my interference calls, <laughs> which is bad. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I don't know, from surfing where I surf, it's like busy and you get them on wave. It's like, oh, sick. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, okay. But then learning how to be in a competition and seeing how it all works and the priority board, like, red was in priority, he went for a wave, yellow was in priority, thought he went for a wave, and I paddled back out and I saw this wave of the day coming in. So I went for that, did my bomb turn, looked up, and yellow was dropping in. And I was like, oh, no. I instantly knew there's a picture. There's a picture of me looking at him, like, no, and you know, yeah. So it was to do with the priority board, yeah. really, rather yeah. than yeah. In the last three minutes, okay. So through the whole comp, the heats were twenty minutes, and then the finals were twenty-five. Then in the last three minutes, I had an interference. So you got oh. twenty-two minutes of the way towards two yeah. minutes more. I didn't have to go for the wave. Uh, you didn't need it. Didn't need it. So you sound like you still <laughs> regret that. Yeah, but, it was painful. You went and won it the year <laughs> after, though, so, you know, do you sort of see it as part of that kind of everything happens yeah, for a reason? Yeah, like I say, everything happens for a reason, and I think having that in 2001, it pushed me more to not do it again kind of thing, and yeah. it made me help my surfing as well, and Sarah takes all the videos of me in every condition at home, so I analyse everything and... Mm kind of get it I get my friends to drop in on me and I, I kind of like do you look, yeah yeah amazing so I kind of learn how to turn off like oh, uh, we were in Costa Rica and I was on, on a wave and then someone dropped in probably about 30 meters away from me but because I turned up the wave I still had an interference call <clears throat> so if you're on the wave and you turn up the wave you don't like avoid it yeah so you need to straighten out and get in the white water to avoid the interference apparently yeah. So that's another learning curve. So, yeah. But the the level of preparation that I see you put into your surfing now this year, some of which we'll go on to talk about shortly, I wonder whether, with hindsight now, that pain of 2021 is why you're starting to become such a kind of tight act now. Or, or Yeah. Or, or is it it's just a, there's nowhere around it? It's always in the back of my mind. Yeah. Like the interference. Like I've had a few interference calls which is annoying. Mm. And I'm like, no, no way that was interference, but you watch it back on video and you're like, ah, oh. yeah, it was. So I had one in Spain. Uh, I was going along the wave and I went up for a top turn and this guy was paddling in and I didn't even think about priority and just went, just try the wave because like, when I'm on the wave, I'm just like, yeah, this is what, well, I'm there to ride the wave. So I'm like, oh, I don't think about anything else. Yeah. But I see people paddling in I just like, do like a little pump and then take it from where they're paddling in and it's just buggers up my surfing really yeah fair point <laughs> were there any other ways that you sort of adapted your training or your approach to contest surfing in the wake of that sort of fateful interference um, call you mentioned the, the sort of analysis that you were doing yeah so for the last three years Sarah's been every conditions rain hail snow blazing heat in Indonesia they're burning one side of her body just filming me I'm like why don't you just move 10 metres to the shade I'm like in case I miss a wave like, <laughs> <laughs> literally she'll burn one side of her body yeah. and she'll be like I've been standing here for hours like, there's shade me <laughs> 10 metres away and she's like no I couldn't miss it yeah. but watching myself surf and looking like why did I do that there Why I could have done that turn there could have done this it's helped loads so like video analysis it's great Sure. So, so you, it helped you sort of really yeah. compartmentalise each each sort of manoeuvre and yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Them. And then mm. at home now when I'm surfing mm. with my friends, like every time I'm surfing with you, it feels like we're in a comp. 
and it's like oh we're not oh, well, we're just free surfing but it's like yeah you've got to charge it every wave instead of just like being laid back and you're training yeah yeah I've got 20 minutes so mm-hmm. I'll go in I've got 20 minutes and then I'll sit back for like 5 minutes and then I'm like 20 minutes again mm. definitely animal clothing is designed for adrenaline seekers surfers and adventurers discover organic cotton t-shirts hoodies and recycled board shorts as well as wetsuits changing robes and dry bags for long days at the beach explore the full collection at animal.co.uk or visit one of our animal stores so, so when I, I guess going through that training going through those processes and we fast forward to the to the next year in 2022 did you feel that how much did you feel the pressure of, of wanting to to right those wrongs of the uh, previous year because of the video analysis and the amount I've surfed uh, I was confident and then I had uh, through the Ross Surf Federation I had two coaching lessons with Claire Whitwalker from South Africa yeah. Dylan big coach and I've never been coached before so I saw him and he was like I've never taught anyone with a disability and I'm like well, I've never been coached so we were like oh, <laughs> how are we going to do this so it was like okay you tell me how you surf and I'll tell you how I think you should do it kind yeah. of thing so like we bounced off each other it was a new thing for both of us Olympic coach because Llewellyn yeah. uh, friend of the show we had him on just after oh, Leon Gatzer had qualified for the, yeah, the okay. Tokyo Olympics and uh, yeah pretty interesting uh, bit of insight yeah. yeah yeah so we were both like this is new mm. and it was like it's always like just watching videos it's like because you're surfing you've got your two feet obviously and you always surfers always move their feet where before I kept my knee on one side of the board and used my hand on the right rail instead of my knee and he said why don't you just move your knee to that side depending which way I go for the top turn so if I go left my knee will be on the left side of the board and pulling the right rail up and then as I do a top turn I switch rails but I used to keep my knee on the left right and then he told me just move it to the side wow so that happened and then the board just literally just goes Ping. Straight rail. Oh wow! Sick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice, nice job, Lou. Yeah. I um, I, I, <laughs> I remember speaking to you after the, I think earlier in the in the in the year earlier in twenty twenty three, and I I asked you about how did you feel going into the world champs in uh, at Pismo, yeah. and you said I I felt really good. I I changed some things and I was I was set. Uh, my 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 targets were set on victory, and that's what happened. Yeah. And there was there was a, a really refreshing competitive frankness to your attitude you like I, I tweet these things you were quite objective about the fact you were going to get the win which was yeah. fantastic and that actually came so how, how did it feel when all those pieces came together and felt, you smashed it felt really good again with uh, Llewellyn Whitwalker he was like to be a champion you need to write down everywhere just everything you think write down got to be a world champion do all this but so in my head I was like okay I want to be a world champion I want to be a world champion and it just happened and then I had like four or five heats and I won all of them in the final and I was like what? Yeah. so yeah it's mental because like, I never got into being coached because I went skiing and I had a ski instructor with two legs trying to tell me how to do it on one leg and I was like well, you have no idea like, <laughs> I can't physically do what you're doing yeah. like, I'll take one ski off and I'll do it on one and I was like well no that <laughs> like, doesn't really work, doesn't work. No, no. Yeah. so yeah just to have them little insights of a coach coach perspective of how I should do stuff it's just drill everything into my head and I'd look at how people bodyboard how people kneeboard and how people surf on two legs so I'm trying to find ways I can put them all together to That's, yeah, it's quite creative really then isn't it yeah. yeah so like yeah it's crazy yeah. I don't know 
Yeah. <laughs> and then I suppose opponents might not necessarily be dealing with exactly the same situation themselves either. Yeah, so exactly. you can't really necessarily you can you can fire yourself off an opponent in terms of their scores but not necessarily in terms of their style or their approach yeah, exactly because everyone's different everyone's got different disability everyone's able to do one thing better than the other yeah. and stuff like that different amputation levels yeah. so yeah it's all just a we're all learning off each other wow if that makes sense yeah the, the world title then do you remember the, like the horn blowing, and, uh, and like, yeah, or, or so, is it a bit of a blur? So <laughs> again, um, it was the last minute where I caught a wave. Um, well, I, I had the win, and then Mono Stewart from Australia caught one in the last minute. So I sat out back, and the horn went. And I was like, "No, what's what's happening?" Oh. And I was asking Caleb from South Africa on the pier, and he was like, "What are the scores? What are the scores?" And he was like, "I don't know." So I was sat out back. I was like, "Is it slipping away?" Have I got it? I should just beat him in the last minute and I was like no and then I came in the beach and then they went and Sarah went nuts and everyone had the flags and stuff so I was like yes it was an amazing feeling it's kind of a blank blank time but it's like when it hit me I'm like then when did it feel best like then or was it like that evening that week getting home now now felt good then in the car park we had an RV in the car park so we put the Russian Thunder on that Danny Amalhi and everything blazing on the speakers outside and it was like yes having a beer it was like yes we've done it yeah. calling everyone at home calling family and stuff and they were like unbelievable yeah. we've done it oh we were out of the water yeah did um, did did things change for you then when you got back to got back to Wales got uh, back to... I didn't go back to Wales for yeah sure yeah three four months after that so yeah, yeah we went travelling after that after the world we went to Hawaii for the Hawaiian Championships in Haliva yeah and then I won that one. And then we went from there to Indo for three months. It was amazing, just surfing was every it, day. Was it uh, Lombok you went to in Indonesia? I uh, went to Lombok, so <coughs> we went to Bali, we go to Uluwatu. Yeah. Everything, Uluwatu is just, everything's there. you got bars, food, restaurants, amazing surf. Uh, I, I think it's the most magical place on earth for surf. Oh, that definitely. Bu- that Bucket Peninsula. No, yeah. There's nowhere like it. No. Yeah. No, it's amazing. Like the locals there, I've been there every year for ten years, so yeah. I've kind of known like the local people. And every time I go back, they're like, "Oh my god, you're back again!" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." And like they couldn't do too much to help you. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You get there, like, "What do you need? Do you need a taxi? Do you need a boat?" Blah blah. blah. It's like it's mm. just amazing. And then we went from there to Lombok, uh, way there for swell for like five days. It was like the swell coming because I had another friend there from. Um, Germany that has one leg so he's like oh the swell coming so we waited there for five days and the swell was like oh, it's coming tomorrow and he was like it went on for like eight days and the swell came lasted two days and then we went okay where are we going now so we went to the Mentawais unbelievable like it's the clearest water amazing waves nothing else to do there mm. like like absolutely nothing so you had an Airbnb they'd give you three meals a day open the window open the curtains in the morning just Beautiful right-hander barrel on the street, and it was like, wow, yeah. And this is so that's your Fantastic. celebration, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Is there a little bit of an element as well? Like you've just, you know, you've you've won the world title, so it's like the king is touring his domain. 
Or was that more like when you come back to Wales? No, I had a few messages off of a few friends, like, you're actually living a world champion kind of life now, aren't you? Feasting in the halls of the great. Yeah, it was perfectly well, because Sarah took the year off just before the Worlds to concentrate on this. Then I started off her year off work winning the Worlds and then just travelled and surfed and, yeah, it's been... It's been a really good year. But is it a real buzz? I mean, you get back to Wales, you must have been, you know, really looking forward. You know, I mean, yeah. you, you talked about playing that Welsh national anthem in the car, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the RV after winning. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think of uh, Tramor and and Veer Beerhof by while the while the, the the sea is a lovely blue wall around yeah. the homeland. You know, yeah, like yeah. The, well, that stuff means something to us, doesn't it? Yeah, Wales? it's amazing. And you get home yeah. to Wales, and then it's like. And it's the only well, it's the only anthem I think which has that powerful feeling. Yeah. When someone plays it, everyone's like, "Whoa, the yeah. hero!" Yeah. yeah. It's like it's a powerful <laughs> song. And so you're off the plane, you're in Wales, yeah. and then it's like that my, kind of. My mum and my dad that pick me up, and they're like, "Yes, Welsh flags up in the <laughs> yeah. airport," and I'm like, Ooh. "Interviews <laughs> and <laughs> microphones and all that." <laughs> no, then, it? no, it's none of that. I think it took too long, really, because I was away for sure. that long. It would have, if I went home straight away it probably would have been different because I was trying to do interviews and stuff online but yeah. I was 12 hour different so yeah. it never worked kind of thing yeah. it did take a while but, to organise yeah. <laughs> yeah I talked to you when I was in Indonesia didn't I yeah, I was in Uluwatu right, yeah. watching the sunset <clears throat> and I was like he was asking me a question he was like I'm just watching this now I'm going to be and he was like that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> I'm in pen cloud in the rain <laughs> yeah <for> that. <laughs> Um, cool. Yes. Yeah, so that did, did you find your uh, besides the the in, rightly enjoying yourself on on the perfect waves during those travels? Did you was it a part of you that got back down into the training mentality, or, or a part of you that changed as a competitor as a result of that? Victory? Yeah, straight back into training and improving. So I've been changing my boards. So I've been on standard surfboards for years, yeah. and then I went to the world in two thousand and. 19 I think it was just before Covid yeah. and I went to the bird surf shed in California and I was like oh can I try a few boards and I'm like, I don't know if you've been there it's literally like a farm shed with loads of classic surfboards and the knee board on spoon the actual spoon knee board was on the roof and it was like pick whatever you want and I looked at that one and I went there was a yellow Ramonski one next to it I'm going to take that one so it's gave me four I literally rode the Ramonski one with twin glassed in twin fins and I was like what a game changer glass thin fins are gorgeous aren't they oh it's amazing yeah I mean it's only because we have to go on planes that we don't have American yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. and then yeah I took it back after the comp Um, I messaged him like thank you very much for that Uh, just um, (laughs) we got four more days left so we're going to head to Vegas and he's like oh you can have the board as a gift I'm like oh I've already dropped it off he's like don't worry about it we'll sort it out and surfability Ben was there so I told Ben can you go pick this up so Ben flew it home to me um, yeah, I was riding that for probably two, two years, mm. and then I was like, it was started <clears throat> falling apart. Well, I was in Pismo with that first year. We, we, we got a bit of the crew from the contest passing by here, getting some of their stuff, guys. <laughs> you crack on, you crack on, guys. Don't mind us. That's all right. We're uh, yeah, we're, we're at the wave. We're uh, we're in one of the pods uh, being used as part of the event. Yeah. Uh, sorry, go on. Yeah, carry on. So you were on those boards. Yeah, so I had that for two years, and then I was in Pismo. The first year was in Pismo. Um, I was really comfortable on it. I was going left towards the pier, and this wave just 
they normally fade out just before the pier because the wall gets deeper this way yeah. didn't and they just pushed me straight into a pillar and I ditched my board and then I got back on my board and the fin was literally dangling the glass, the glass dangling there with a bit of glass and I was like oh, I've got to go in now silly I just didn't grab the fin and hold it did it fall so, off yeah I, went, I got to the beach and the fin was gone I was like oh lost it it's probably home to some little pismo yeah. crab on the bottom yeah, of yeah. Then, yeah. loads of them um, found a shaper um, and I was like I need this tomorrow and he was like oh, I don't know if I could do that and I was like please <laughs> and he literally fixed it within 8 hours took him to the evening he delivered it back to me at 8am and he was like here you go it's fixed I was like no way and then I need to find me and Sarah went round every surf shop looking for the, the same fin size and it just changed everything then yeah. so yeah oh, it was bad so I popped one fin and then it creased the whole side of the other one and the other one was kind of popped out <clears throat> so I can glass that one back in or I can take them out and put new fin plugs in so mm. like, put new fin plugs in and then I had small they were tiny fins they were like mm. small size yeah so like thruster fins but I used them as a twinny and the whole board changed again so adapt and move on yeah it was crazy I've been buying boards I've got like 15 boards at home of different things I'm like oh try these try these I'm using the same fins in every board yeah and then I started changing fins and I'm like oh my god it would been way cheaper just to change fins from the start <laughs> instead of buying new boards board, right? yeah. that's the way it goes um, so how are you finding life as, as as a professional athlete I guess how um, what, what's your training schedule like these days <laughs> um, how, how does a week look for, for you so the training. week look at home it looks like I'm sat in a digger I doing groundworks and then if there is swell especially not this time of year obviously because it's summer uh, last week was it last week or the week before <clears throat> we had this oh, we had a hell of a swell last yeah, week yeah. yeah 24 hour swell yeah literally lunchtime one day <laughs> it just went boom. yeah and I surfed till dark the tide got high and it was just massive closeouts yeah. and then surfed in the morning by lunchtime the next day <laughs> flat yeah and torn do you, do you have a, a sympathetic foreman, in 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 so many words? In that can you can you like just drop tools and, and yeah yeah yeah. So we work yeah. for a, well, it's a family company. Fine, yeah. And groundwork. So it's me, my dad, my granddad, and my friend. Cool. cool. So yeah, my friend surfs as well. So uh, if there's swell, I'm like, dad, I'm going surfing. He's like, oh, not again. Mm-hmm. I'm like, don't worry, I work late. But <laughs> never end up going back to work because I'm just there till the end of the swell. Yeah. How how what what other challenges are there in that obviously you have to balance being a, a professional surfer with you know earning money don't, yeah, don't yeah, you yeah, what, yeah, what, exactly. how, how does that how do you uh, well luckily circles? two two years ago I found a sponsorship uh, which a, a father and son come surfing in my home break uh, and I was looking for sponsorship for the Welsh Adaptive Championships after the first year mm. and they were they were keen to sponsor the event and then we had a meeting and at the end of it was like I'd like to sponsor you personally as well so he's been a huge help towards us because before for the last five years me and Sarah everything we earned we were pouring it straight in pouring it straight into back z- into the, the business, surfing yeah. mm. so it was like we need to go do all this mm. and yeah it's like we put a lot of effort into where we are now so and it's like we're doing disability surfing days I've started a clothing brand hop along to hopefully in the future be able to sponsor other disabled people to do the events because it was so hard to find sponsorships so I was like okay if we can do something small to help other people 
it might grow and then I can be yeah. helping other disabled people to do the sport they want to do now you sit here today as a Welsh uh, as a Welsh champion uh, and a world champion yeah. you know and Hawaiian champion you know w- w- whatever else it is right that is now well it's probably we hope it's not yet the, the pinnacle of your surfing journey but of course this is a surfing journey that's had many ups and downs and starts way back you know in Gromit Hood yeah. what age were you when you first started surfing so are you, are you from Abrasor yeah, yeah. yeah yeah from Abrasor so, so it would have been what age did you first start surfing? Uh, I started with youth club, so I was probably 12 or 13. Right. And literally, there was a big group of us from youth club after school every Thursday with Simon Turner and John Domingo. And they mm. took out surfing, and literally, just me and five of my friends were like, this is amazing. We've been living here for 12 years, and we had no idea we could do this. Mm. So, okay. yeah, we just got instantly hooked. And <clears throat> did it as much as I can. I went before school, went to pick up my friends on the quad bike in the early mornings to surf and then get the bus, go to school, skateboard from school, go surf. Yeah, it's, I don't know. seems like everything's just been... So you're a frothing grommet? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Did you compete as a grommet at all? No, so only in the well, in the North Wales Championships once, I think it was, Yeah. Uh, with Ailir, Ailir Davis who's oh yeah yeah the brothers yeah the brothers yeah, yeah. everyone knows these brothers yeah Shredders. they shred those boys yeah. yeah yeah so good yeah every time I went down to Hell's Mouth they were there yeah and they then, can chew bright as well those yeah. boys yeah 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 oh Ailir is unbelievable he's yeah. like on his backside as well yeah. yeah you look at his wave coming in and then you see pictures of it and it was like no way yeah there's no way that wave actually did that yeah, yeah. and he's just like slotted in he fits the shoe perfectly yeah. definitely yeah. yeah and any other sports no. No? So, no. so, so you're a... <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You're a frothing water yeah. grommet. I used to play rugby and stuff when I was in school, but... Yeah. Don't have to love, like, surfing. Yeah. And then, you're surfing, you're loving life, and then, of course, there yeah. is this sudden, massive moment of adversity. Yeah. And, you know, did you, at that point, feel like... You know, apparently I was just skateboarding and then got run over by a car and I woke up in hospital. So you don't remember it? Nothing. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely it? nothing. Nothing. No. So there's a picture of me on my moped on that same day. How old are you? Uh, 16. Oh my God. So there's a picture of me on that day, and I'm like, oh, do I remember it? Or is it just stories that have like, oh I've God. made my own story of the day? <clears throat> but apparently my moped broke on that day, and I took it to the garage. So I longboarded. And then next thing I know, I woke up in hospital, covered in pipes and all sorts. Oh my God. Yeah, half my weight, skinny. Terrible. Yeah. But I can't remember any of it. So really? when you talk to my friends and family, they get emotional about it. And, and you like, don't? Yeah, no idea. It's like I was yeah. born again. It was like, I had no choice. I was just there. Couldn't move. Couldn't barely lift my head. Yeah. And at the time, of course, no one's got any idea that this is, these are the foothill slopes to a world. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. yeah. But was there, were there moments then when you kind of, were thinking you weren't sure if you were going to surf anymore or, 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 or did, was well, it like just when I woke up properly um, all I wanted to do was surf really yeah so I woke up in my room and my friends had uh, pictures of chicks and bikinis waves uh, sex wax air fresheners and the wax and stuff in my room so I woke up to to that they put that up around you yeah yeah decorative room surf pictures wow. chicks and bikinis surf yeah. wax smell so I was like oh and then I had just the drive to go surf again. 
So through it pushed me through my physio and <coughs> to get out of the hospital to just get back in the ocean. And the doctor kept saying no, no, because I had a massive uh, like a bed wound on the back of my head. Right. So I went all because they thought I broke my back, so they so they, they tied, kept you. On yeah, the they tied me to the wow. bed. Traction. And all I was doing in my coma was this. Oh my god! So How long went, was the coma? Huh? How long was the coma? No idea. <laughs> so I was meant to be my family booked Christmas dinner in intensive care. Yeah. I got run over in September. They booked Christmas dinner in oh my god. intensive care, but I fucking made it home before Christmas. Yeah. So it's like, what the hell? Yeah. Like the nurses there and stuff. They're like, we don't even know how you did it. Yeah. Like weird. And then just before I woke up, I was going towards a like a tunnel of light, like you'd see like gateway to heaven kind of stuff. And a bald dude just came out of nowhere and just went. And I can remember him just pushing my chest and I went and opened my eyes. So you spoke about and you say it's not your time. That's yeah. what you said. Yeah, yeah, it's not my time, yeah. 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 Wow. But in Welsh, she was like. In then, Welsh? Yeah, yeah. And I told my mum about it and then she was like, no way. The first room I went to in Bangor Hospital is where my dad's best mate died of brain cancer. Yeah. And I had the bald dude and he had two daughters and he treated me like his oh own son. Oh my god. So I was like, no way, I was in his in the same bed. Oh. And I wake it up and he just went, just boom. And then zoomed out and then woke up and saw the certain pictures and all that. So wow. this bald dude at, at like the pearly gates or whatever, <coughs> who speaks Welsh, yeah, yeah. he knew something that yeah, yeah. you didn't know at the time. Yeah, exactly. And no, it's probably... I'm like, what the fuck am I here It's probably <laughs> what he knew, you know, where yeah. we, we, we would be now. Um, that's I mean, yeah, amazing, right. amazing, yeah, yeah. 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 And I remember speaking to you when we had a little chat, you know, research chat, you know, about this. And like, it's it's that simple, really. You know, that is how you came from, you know, being that prof and grommet on the skateboard yeah. to being a world champion. Yeah. And you know that kind of steely determination and things like that. You know, it's it's, yeah, it's, it's born my, of these. And like my family, friends, and the community support of helping me around the village in my wheelchair and stuff and pushing me and it's like you can get up there yeah. you can get up there in your wheelchair and I was like fine I'll fucking try yeah, and get up yeah, there yeah. and they just pushed me and pushed me and pushed me so yeah I've had the drive to do it and then that incident in 2021 that was another kick in the ass and I was mm. like come on well I've faced Digger <laughs> yeah 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 exactly <laughs> what's a silly interference call yeah and it's a mistake, Kevin, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and, and bigger to come. Yeah, I, I mean, yes, humbling and uh, amazing in, in equal measure, but we're going to sort of fast forward, really, in terms of looking at where surfing is generally. We've, we've had the surfing, uh, we've had surfing featuring in the Olympics already. It's in 2024, yeah. France 2024. Um, Obviously, the, the the big hope is that Paralympics will um, embrace surfing. The Paralympics yeah. will embrace surfing. Are you are you optimistic that that will be the case for the next? Definitely, next I think so. Tournament? So, so how I started competing was I got with Sarah and I saw the 2015 competition happen in California. And I was like, how do I get into that? And then I heard, well, I couldn't get into that one; it was too late, kind of thing. And I needed the federation help, and I was only a surf bum in Absor so I had no idea mm. no connections nothing and then I saw Olympics was going to the 2020 so I was like oh my god this is going to be a thing 
because mm. I thought Olympics and Paralympics well, pa- I, were the same thing. I did thing. too. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was it was one of the first things I thought as well. Yeah. As soon as as soon as I I remember thinking immediately, there's a Welshman that can get in yeah. to the Paralympics. And then when I found out that it wasn't yeah, yeah, necessarily no. tied to each yeah, other. Twenty twenty surfing was going in. I was like, I thought Done. Paralympics would just follow suit, do yeah. the same thing, but didn't happen. So I posted on Facebook. Well, I was sat on the sofa and I told Sarah one. So she was telling me how to write it. So she was making her own uh, note kind of thing. And I was trying to write my own. And I was like doing my own words. I was like typing, typing, typing. And then she stopped talking. And I was like, I haven't finished mine yet. I'm not talking. I wasn't, I wasn't even using her words. I was just like listening to her. And I was like putting, going for it. And then she stopped. I was like, oh, damn, can't do this. And then she carried on. I posted it. And then within two weeks, uh, Ben from Surfability found the post, uh, had a meeting with Hugh, the Boston Federation, and I was flying out to California to represent Wales. <clears throat> Within like two, three weeks of posting on Facebook, wow. I was going out to represent Wales in the 2016 ISA yeah. World Champions. Wow. So we were like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, with the, the, the growth of adaptive surfing, of parasurfing, you'd imagine that it's just a matter of time before parasurfing is part of the, of the Paralympics. Yeah. Um, what do you think needs to happen between now and, and then that happening? What, what um, things need exactly to change? Exactly what is happening, I think. Because yeah. like this year we've got the World Tour, um, the AASP World Tour, and then we've got the Parasurfing League that Dana Cummings is running. And yeah, all these events around the world that we're doing, that everyone's, there's classifiers, new people come in from countries, well, different countries that have different people coming in, getting classified, and the number is growing. So I think they've got like 480 disabled competitors registered right. now. So it's mm. like to show what we're doing now with all these competitions. I think it's there to show the Paralympic Committee there is a structure mm. happening already. So I got told it's between surfing and climbing. So it's oh, a no-brainer. Surely it's in LA. Yeah, because I can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's in LA. If it was in Colorado or something, it'd be more <laughs> favorable for climbing, maybe. Yeah. But it's in LA for 2028. So it's a it's a question. Everything's of momentum, looking good, isn't it? I think yeah, just keeping that going. Everything's looking good. So hopefully we get in there, mm. yeah. and then it'd be Team GB then for the Paralympics. Wow, man, and what a journey! <laughs> and and if we are, if we do get uh, para surfing in the Paralympics. Surely it's not beyond the realms of. Uh, oh, do we want to jinx? <laughs> pressure. There's a certain Welshman oh, who, who might I know what do you're doing fairly well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll do my without best without doing any pressure yeah. on anything like yeah. that. I love it, Steve. You're a proper journalist, there. <laughs> Pushing in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I'm your job to ask the questions. No. Anything at is, all. Yeah. No, well, all I can do is try my best. And the athlete chooses right. to answer it. I love Com- it. Competition's getting tougher every year. So, yeah, these people are like around the world. They're training. Yeah. They want it as much as I want it. So, yeah, every year competition's getting tougher and tougher. So, yeah, it's super fun. We're super friendly, but like again, yeah, in the war, it's like you had a real ding dong in the final in Costa Rica in Boca Branca this year, didn't you? Yeah, you know, the, 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 yeah. Guess it went on. I had a nine. I had a nine, and then my next wave was a ten. I was like, oh my god, is that perfect? Yeah. yeah, but yeah, the final. I don't know what happened yeah I don't I, know it is I, what it is <laughs> I love how much though I can see it at the fire now you're like yeah, yeah. right well you know you, you, you it's like losing the 2021 world championship yeah. so you've yeah. got to go back got to go back to Costa Rica next year 
And you, you guys at the Welsh Surfing Federation are stoked with the role Wales has played in, you know, as a stop. A hundred percent, yeah. It's it's amazing to see, you know, we've got the, the current para surf world champion flying the flag of Wales. Yeah. We're seeing the Red Dragon across the social media platforms yeah, yeah. on television. Um and it, it means it means the world. Um so how how significant is it for you to be the one to be flying that flag and what does it mean in your opinion oh, to Welsh surf? It's a huge honour to carry my flag around the world and go to these competitions like it's just best flag in it. It is the best flag. <laughs> it absolutely is. Everyone else got crosses or lines or something yeah. like that. We've got a dragon. Come on. Wales as a stop on the world tour as well. Yeah. I just love that. that, yeah, that yeah. You know, there's the world tour. We got we got Hawaii, Costa Rica, South Africa, uh, yeah. Wales, France. Yeah. So there's two two circuits this year. So there's a world tour. Yeah. The ASAP World Tour, which is Hawaii, Costa Rica, and California, and then the Parasurfing League is. Uh, what was the first one? South, South Africa, Africa, Costa Rica. Spain, Wales, France. Uh, they had one in the US. I think there was one in Puerto Rico as well. So, yeah, I think there's like eight stops in the league and three stops in the world tour. So, and is Wales a stop? On the because league. of because of you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the way in 2019, I think the first one was. I went to the US Open and I just registration desk. I put an A4 piece of paper because the wave pool in South Dakota open. Went who would come to Wales for wave pool comp? End of the day, I went back. I had forty names. And I was like, Shit. "Let's do it. <laughs> Got to make this happen." Bingo. Yeah. And yeah, it just asking a few people. Found a sponsor with Abbasoch on Sea back then. They helped different charities out over here. So yeah, they sponsored the event, made it happen. They had twenty-two competitors, I think, back then. And then COVID hit, which kind of stopped everything, didn't it really? And then um, yeah, put stayers out there. Is anyone interested in doing this? And then the mailer room saw it and they wanted to fund it and also they're sponsoring me and Sarah to continuing what we're doing and helping out with organising disability surf days in North Wales and taking more people in and yeah, super good. Mm. Let's talk about relationships because you've mentioned Sarah a lot. Yeah. She's, I tried my best to see if we could tune her to sit down with us no. but she's, she, you know, <laughs> stepping back and letting yeah. it be all about you but it, it is... Massively about Sarah as well, isn't it? So Sarah Gibbons, right by your side the whole time. Yeah. Um, and and also, sorry, it's a bit odd that I'm asking about the two of them side by side here, but you know, just the idea of relationships and having good people around you. Yeah. You work really closely with Johnny Purton on equipment. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Um, just just talk to me a little bit about relationships. You know, as mu- as much as you're comfortable talking about yeah, Sarah. Yeah, yeah. And then, so you know, oh, Sarah's. Let's go, Sarah. First. Sarah's a rock. So she got me to post on Facebook about what I wanted to do. Yeah, we got to do what we didn't do. She could get time off work. The bank supported her to come follow me in competitions. She carries my surfboard in every airport. Two surfboards. She's only she's small. <laughs> <laughs> she was carrying my surfboard, suitcases, rucksack, running through airports and stuff. And I'm like, what a trooper. You know what yeah. I mean? And then yeah, she's there. She's the best cheerleader you can ask for on the beach everyone's like this woman's crazy she's there with a whistle flashing around like ooh fag and everything she'll call foul if she thinks something's not good as well. is she here is she? in a heat you know if she sees oh, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. she sees a score or a, you know, an interference call or something yeah. she'll say what she thinks oh, she'll call out 
she'll yeah. she'll argue with whoever she needs to argue just to get the point yeah. through. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've been surfing like small waves in the world once and I was catching waves, it was only small so I could like, I'd have to hop back out and she's there on the shore about five metres away, she's going, get back out there, go on! And I'm yeah. shouting back at her like, fucking go in! <laughs> Come on, I'm hopping out! <laughs> Can I go in any quicker? So yeah, she's huge support and when I go surfing with friends at home, I come in, I have fun surf, every surf is fun. And I'm like, that was so good. And she was like, no, that was terrible. Like, go back out. And I'm like, oh no, it's getting dark. And she's like, she'll tell me if I'm doing good, she'll tell me I'm not. She'll video it, she'll tell me, like, look. And she had no idea about surfing before any of this. Mm. And she's been to all events and seen the judging criteria and stuff like that. Her like, knowledge <laughs> of surfing and how yeah. it works is. <clears throat> she tries to give me hints. Or tips and I'm like well I'm the surfer she can start her own coaching business after yeah, this yeah well I tried to get her to do the judging courses and stuff yeah but she was like nah I've got too much stress anyway to from dealing with me tunnel vision it was like yeah my nerves and stuff before comp I'm like found a nightmare so definitely. and we mentioned Johnny Purton yeah and equipment because yeah. I know you've been coming down to South Wales a bit to, yeah. to check in with him. That's been so. It's a it's a really recent thing with him. He's told me years ago that he's happy to work with me, make boards. But it's so far away for me to come to from North Wales to South Wales. It's like oh no. So I had a that 1984 board. I mm. had a blank in my shed from when I had two legs as a Christmas present, and it was just stayed there. Been in the rain, got wet, got cold, got hot, and then there was a local Canadian. Well. Not it was a Canadian shaper, uh, Love Stick. That's that's his board name. He was in Costa Rica for a bit. Lives in Wales, and he was like, "I can shape you this if you want." And I was like, "I took him the 1980s board board in the blank." And I was like, "Can you do this?" And he was like, "Well, I can. I'm not a robot. It's not going to be exactly the same, but I can do something similar." So I was there with him shaping the board, and I was like, "Oh, this is sick. I've never seen a board being shaped before." So mm. uh, watch that. And then I got on the red board that he made me, and I was like, my surfing improved more. And I was like, oh, this is sick. And then that board, because the foam was so old, and it felt, when I was doing the turns, the board was bending underneath me. So it was like, ooh, kind of like flimsy. Right. And I talked to JP, and he was like, yeah, come down. He made me another board with a different tail, what I think I needed kind of thing, more into more of a surfboard shape kind of board. And I was like, oh, I'm not a fan on like the swallow tail kind of thing because on my board I got the square tail. Yeah, is it a hard square as well on your boards or is it no? Like it's like a rounded, kind of, like kind of rounded like that, squash, yeah. right? Yeah, and it works really good. So we had a swallow tail and it wouldn't hold my turns. Okay. So I yeah. do like quick ones, but to do the long, big top turns kind of thing, I lose the power. Mm. So I was like, right, I need another one. So I just messaged him when I was in. I was away somewhere in a competition and I asked him, can you build me? Because he had the measurements of the red board. He's like, can you build me that? Because I'd rather take your board than an old board kind of thing, just to represent it as a sponsor. He's like, yeah. oh, it'd be better for me to use two of your boards instead of using another board. So, yeah, he made me this one and then <clears> we had that massive swell last week and I was like, this is amazing. And it was like the power, the power and the sharpness of the turns I'm getting it was just unreal. Mm. Mm. And fin, fin placement as well. Um, you tend to use the fins a little bit kind of, I've seen, drawn back in the centre fin and then the other ones are slightly further forward or have you not sort of talked to JP so much about that? Uh, I've just got twinnies. Because yeah. I was on standard surfboards for so long. Yeah. 
Um, I tried the new boards, which on the new boards the fins are way further up. Yeah. And because I surf more, so you on, brought them I, further I surf down. more on the tail. <clears throat> yeah. So I haven't really moved the fin placement. Yeah. So I tried the new board, and because I surf on the tail, it just slid. Okay. And the fins didn't do anything, so okay, so stake the fins where cool. it would be on a surfboard. Because I tend to right. Sit, okay. I tend to sit more on my foot. Yeah. Than anything else, and then when I go forward, I push on my knee. So yeah, we've got to be yeah. So that yeah, that's really it's mad. And so again, like it's going to be something that yeah. Johnny hasn't probably thought about. No. So it's all learning. He's watched all my videos that Sarah's yeah. taken again. She's like, I've watched yeah. all your videos. I know how you surf. I kind of know what you want. Mm. So yeah, it's again <clears throat> learning. We're all learning kind of thing. But like the fractions of moving the fins mm. can change the Huge. whole board. Yeah. You could be paddling one board and the fins could be wrong, and you'd be like, oh, this doesn't feel right. And then you move them like an inch back, and it's like solid. Who, who else have been, you know, important people in bringing you on this journey so far? Oh, what a question! <laughs> it doesn't, you know, if, yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If, if it, if, you know, if it is yeah. Sarah, you know. So yeah, it's Sarah. Yeah, Sarah, me, and Dad let me have the time off work, and yeah. he's like, "Yeah, you go do what you want to do." Yeah, and he's like. If you don't do good, don't come home. I'm like, yeah. well, if I don't come home, I'm in a hot <laughs> country with waves anyway. So it's like, you know, win. Yeah. Um, and and that was that, that's the, the the board you were just discussing was the setup you're using here at the wave. Today. Yeah. So I I used the my red board in the heat today. And I went for a free surf and tried the other one. Tried the new JP board and I'm like, oh, I'm getting just getting used to it. It's like I've only had four surfs on it. Yeah. And two of them were when it was pumping so yeah it's getting used to something new that's fun yeah and um, obviously the, the, the fact that this is the Welsh um, Parasurf Championships is a slightly small glaring detail of the fact we're over the border for the first time in in England in Bristol yeah so how does the how, how do the, does the wave set up compare obviously we've got the temporary unavailability of the, yeah, the yeah. facility up in Snowdonia so how are you finding the, the wave set up, the, the environment set up here at Bristol? Because uh, we've had the English Championship here a few times, so we kind of knew how it was going to roll, and sure. normally the judges would be on the pier, but then we moved the live feed up to the top of the balcony, and I stood up there, and I talked talk to Tame, and I was like, can you put the judges up here? Because you can see the whole wave instead view. of half the pier. I yeah. think it's way better set up. Yeah. And, yeah, to get my sponsors flagging up there and having the Welsh flags over the border in England it's like yes this is good it's like we're expanding of it so nah yeah it's good but it was a it was a really stressful thing to do because Stodonia we had it lined up we knew what we were doing judges knew what we were doing Lifey knew where the camera was going we had the food the highlights the like venue after the after party kind of thing but then they broke down so I was like, okay, I either cancel it and upset the people that came internationally and booked flights. Mm. And they'll be like, oh, we booked flights already. Why is there no competition? So I was like, instead of having that, I was like, we need to move to Bristol. And it's cost me like double to run it here. But it happened. First day went amazing. It went real well, so yeah. Everyone was super happy leaving. <clears throat> so, yeah, can't complain. And I guess another testament to your resilience is that you you organize these events you're you're the person who puts them together so how yeah. do you balance that obviously your need to train and to stay focused on and on winning work. and to compete 
tight. And putting everything yeah. together, you, you've, uh, it's, you've it's got hard. a lot of plates to spin. It's hard, because I wake up half seven, <clears> go to work for eight every morning until five, then I've got to do emails, and yeah. then I've got to think about my surfing, and then I've got to go away to surf competitions. So I like to try and manage all It's mental. Write but the it's like... Yeah. Sing the theme tune. Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. The lot. Um, and the, today was day one. Very huge, successful day. Uh-huh. It was great. Loads of uh, great competition across the board. Um, how, how did you feel the day went for yourself? As so this morning we had 10 till 12 free surf time kind of thing. So again, it was working with where the life view was going, Tim has been amazing so he worked out I told Timmy him Timmy Aylett yeah Timmy Aylett yeah. so I <laughs> told him he was like right are you happy to do this like, yeah yeah and you have to move it to the wave and he was like okay so I gave him the list of athletes and then we found out how many waves we get in an hour how many waves we can miss and all this and he said he's had sleepless night for like two weeks trying to focus on this and then of course he judged in um, Boardmasters last weekend so he must be like, I can't do anything until Tuesday. So literally between Tuesday and <laughs> Friday and today, he's just been drilled on it. And he was like, right, we could do this. And I was like, oh, something's got to change. And then we talked to Grace from Surfability. She had to, so the assist, there's a limit of people you can have in the pool. So the people with this, that need assist, they have a pusher and catcher. So that's a massive amount of support where you can't put the people in surfing. So... Grace was working all that out. Tim was working all this out, and then Grace was like, "No, you can't do that. That will not work." And then Tim was like, "Oh God, well, back to the drawing board, then. back to drawing board." And they're all they worked together really well and figured it all out. And mm. today was amazing. And then again, Sarah there telling everyone what color to wear, what time you're in, because mm. everyone was like, "What time are we in?" You know, we can't give you a time because we don't know how long we've only got six hours a day to run the comp. Mm. So it's like they're gonna get five waves. And then you go in and get five waves. Mm. So, but it worked really well. Everyone's happy, and yeah. So, sure. stress is gone, kind of, until tomorrow morning. Mm. I, I guess for, for for people who may not be as familiar to to surfing environments, you're you're organising a surf tournament in a wave pool. Yeah. How different is that in terms of the logistics ta- challenges from organising a surfing competition in the sea? Well, that's something you can tell me because I've never done okay. one of this. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just well, like I was talking to Jose from California. He came over and he was like, "Are you good?" And he was like, "We have waves, sure. and we've flown to some countries for competitions before, and there's no waves." And there's no waves. Yeah. So at least we're guaranteed waves yeah. in a wave pool. Mm. If it was raining, we still have waves. They're going to be clean because it's sheltered. So yeah, it works good in a wave pool, but you don't get the same feeling as you would in the ocean. Mm. From what I've seen, I reckon it looks like it's more complicated. Apart from the fact that you know you're not going to call the event off and it's going to run. Yeah, yeah, yeah it has to run. <laughs> figuring out how to like use the slots correctly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think uh, it, to me it looks like it's quite difficult indeed. Both, oh, yeah. both are fairly challenging, I'd imagine. Yeah, uh, getting everything lined up and everyone to work together, kind of thing, and then have to move it to the wave. And they had team members for yeah. every single thing. And so I was like email loops. I don't even get email loops. It's like you email one person and then they add someone else and then they oh, reply. Like I've everything just gets mixed up. You need a degree. Oh, they were all doing those. Yeah. I'm like scrolling. I'm like, this, <clears> what's <throat> going on? 
people talking to each other and then they you get your reply it, it doesn't make sense oh, they were doing it in Cornwall last week and it yeah. I couldn't do it I just, just I, I was asking the young people what to do yeah. which I, I start, I, it, these are the things that make me feel old uh, and of course you've got to like pull your finger out now then and work out to do a proper 360 tomorrow then, I, know. Yeah. I know and then if you do well you're in the lead of, you're top of the leaderboard anyway yeah, but, yeah. you know what open you've got to do two yeah. tomorrow aren't I is that is that the plan? Yeah, got to do two on that. I'd like to see. I reckon trying to stick one of those things in on that end section as well when it kind of like shallows up. Yeah, with that little well. yeah. shallow section. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, I'm not, I shouldn't be. It's I shouldn't kind of, be like uh, kind of tricky. Co- it's going to be in my head now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're on you're in, you're on the leaderboard, aren't you? And there's yeah, five yeah. waves to go, and at the moment yeah. you're top of the leaderboard. So in a way, you've got to find. Something. Yeah, just it's seven point eight three, and I'm trying to think what waves you've got to throw. Seven point five. So anything less than seven point five is no use to. You. No. And mm. the thing is, every wave's the same. So it's not like in the ocean you can yeah. s- sit there for twenty minutes and wait. Yeah. For that wave, you can sure. think you get, that's got the potential yeah. to be that seven point five. Where here, every wave's the same. So it yeah. doesn't matter what wave you go for. It takes the strategy out of it. Yeah. Maybe. You just gotta go for it. Do better than seven point five on that wave. So you're going to defend this title? Yeah. And then... Not going to try. <laughs> and then... The world title. Yeah. Well, we go to... And it's... After, it's not, after this, <clears throat> in two days, we go to... Well, we fly France, to France, France yeah. and then we drive down to the Pantin Classic in yeah. Pantin in Spain. And then from that, we drive one day event there, and then back to uh, Anglet for the French PSL event. Right. And... That's then the European tour done. So it's had Spain, Wales, France. Yeah. It's a European leg, and then we fly back to Manchester for a night, and then we fly out to California for the final world tour stop. And it's Huntington Beach this time. Uh, no, this is going to be Oceanside. Oh, so is it Oceanside? World tour, yeah. So the world tours moved to Huntington in November. Okay. So yeah, this is the final stop in the world tour. So I've won Hawaii, and uh, <coughs> Mono's won. Costa Rica yeah so this is the final so uh, all I need to do is play higher than him than him and I've got the title and not get an interference yeah and then we <laughs> get invited if I win we get invited to the Waco Wave Pool in October oh wow in Texas yeah yeah oh, so wow. I was like oh, that's another sub goal push, isn't it? <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well it, oh, the one other thing I wanted to ask you about is about the clothing label as well that you're doing the, the hot yeah. along clothing uh-huh. um, that that is also <laughs> You can't be taking up some of your time too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes sense. So this year I've been busy with everything else, but I'm pushing it, uh, pushing it. But next year I'll have more time to do it. So yeah, it's a brand I've started to be able to help people with disabilities to yeah. try and the, the bigger the brand gets, the more help people with disability will get to go to these events and do it because it's really hard. Like I know a lot of disabled surfers and like we can't get the funding to go there I'm lucky I got a sponsor from the mailing room <clears> to be able to do this and Sarah got another sponsor which is Spencer Hunt for us so yeah with that and the time we can get off this year because Sarah took the year off it's like we're building something but you have no I have no idea you have no idea what the future holds here so I'm taking every day like okay we've got to do this 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 so, and uh, where and how can we support the merchandise at uh, Hop Along Clothing uh, I've got an Instagram page Hop Along Clothing yeah. and a website so yeah if you can go on there and 
buy some stuff that'll be meant the web, and the website's off via the Instagram page there's a link yeah. on there or link, yeah, yeah. Link, link, what's the word for it Steve Linktree is it or whatever I don't know the, there is a there is a a, a, a a digital phenomenon known as Linktree yes we, oh, right, okay. I think I think it's a right under the <laughs> feel, feeling the pressure it's, <laughs> it's it's a it's it's a place where you can view a, a list of your social media platforms oh, so you've got okay. Instagram oh, LinkedIn I've, I've used totally the wrong Twitter technology there, there. X rather not Twitter anymore um, oh, right. Facebook etc so yeah. it's a list of where you appear on your and your social media oh, okay. presence didn't know about that Oh, I thought that was the value you buy the clothing then. So you just buy the clothing to what? What, what was it called? Like hoppelong.com.uk. We need to investigate. It'll show up. I'm going to investigate. So there's a platform you got all your pages. Whether it's a platform or a tool or a function, I'm not sure what the You've talked yourself into a bit of work here. Whatever it is, I'm going to go away and, and revise on it all yeah, yeah, so okay. I can give the perfect answer in the next uh, next interview. Yeah. yeah okay. So, um, but hopalongclothing.com is the beg your pardon is the Time. primary uh-huh. target. Yeah. Uh, well, look, cool. I I can't thank you enough for your time tonight. Oh, thank well, you. I, I, I'm going to yeah. try to thank you enough, but I can't. So I'm yeah. just going to say thank you, Giacomo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure catching up with you, and uh, I really hope to be catching up with you again down the line to you know learn of you know what's. I don't know how easily one can go on to bigger and better things when you're yeah. the first ever 2028 20, now well, I want to talk to you next on it. <laughs> the Paralympics next yeah <laughs> well you know yeah just goodbye to y'all yeah. Yeah. Bring, bring the gold to the next yeah, interview yeah. and uh, we'll, yeah. we'll so chat about just, that yeah. how heavy do you reckon the medal is <laughs> yeah will you put it in your teeth oh we're getting away we're getting ahead of ourselves here now aren't we we're getting ahead of ourselves um, oh, I tell you what though we had uh, Leolanda Hopkins on um, okay in the last episode uh-huh. and it, it, it is sick when she walks in and she sits there and you see the Olympic rings tattooed on her boom and no. you, you do think like you, you know you see like, you know, the, smashed the Iron Man like yeah. tattoo or something you know like a, a few times please no offence now if anyone listening has got an Iron Man tattoo you know but I've, I've heard <laughs> I've heard irreverent comments about the Iron Man tattoo the yeah. bloody Iron Man tattoo and I've always said like, well, yeah, I don't know I think if I completed an Iron Man maybe yeah, the Olympic tattoo. The Olympic one. <laughs> that is. It's a big statement to walk yeah, in yeah, with yeah. and oh lay that God, on the yeah. table. Yeah. before we start, no one's taking that away from you. Um, exactly. Hey, look, you know you 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 you're surfing tomorrow. Um, let's let's let you get to yeah. get yourself ready. Just deal, um, and uh, yeah, a, a full look. No, thank you very much. Uh, we'll good, see you good, tomorrow good, good with the next event yeah yeah Guarati and Gore yeah and Dioch and Grando Paov and yeah Dioch and Dioch and Dioch and Steve thanks to you too Christ so yeah it's been very great to great to catch up with you Spend fly in the fly yeah exactly world champion <laughs>
rather beer. That was good. Mate, that was amazing. That was fantastic. That was that yeah, was yeah. I've never done a podcast before. That was epic. I was moved. <laughs> that was... <laughs> that was I, I was taken places, dear, and that. Do you want a beer? Mm. And we got... Oh, uh, yeah.